Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, February the 7th, 2021, Super Bowl Sunday. Hopefully it finds you guys staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today's episode, we are going to talk about is your health and fitness routine broken and some ways to hopefully help you get back on track if the last 12 months or so have been less than ideal for you as they have been less than ideal for us and basically every human on the planet. But before I kick in today's episode, reminder, this podcast is brought to you by my homies at JLab Nutrition. Again, you guys know this is the company I work with, with basically with our proteins, uh, our krill oils, fish oils, turmeric's, and their collagen complex, which they pumped out sometime late last year. Uh, if you guys are interested in trying the collagen, uh, we have a discount code for 40% off the first time you buy, which is a pretty legit uh, deal. Again, if you guys don't know, um, your collagen typically tends to decrease after you hit probably age 25, causing less hydration, elasticity in your skin, which is less than ideal if you don't want to look older than you are, which even for me, I don't think anybody wants to do that. And in terms of stiff and, and sore muscles and joints. So I typically take it for the joints and the muscles, but hey, if it can help hair, skin, and nails, uh, why not do it? Uh, Heather's been throwing it into her coffee uh, consistently. So it's a real simple. You just dump it into any protein shake or coffee. Honestly, you guys just take it and you can rock and roll. Um, so again, ton of benefits if you're talking about skin, hair, nails, GI tract, joints, tendons, spinal cord, you name it. Uh, collagen is kind of found uh, everywhere uh, throughout the body. So if you're interested, you can hit us up. Obviously, the site is jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com. And again, we can give you the discount code for the collagen complex if you guys want it. Hit me up. Otherwise, I believe it's JSF40. Uh, and you guys are rocking and rolling. Again, same people we, we take protein from. Uh, and krill oils and a lot of the, the supplements. We're working with these guys for 10 years and they put out great stuff. Also, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know, it's the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. If you struggle to get enough vegetables and fruits into your diet, and I say struggle, meaning you don't get at least 10 to 12 servings a day, which would be what it would take to get all the micronutrients you need in the body, this would be the one supplement I would pick up if I was you guys. A, it's the best tasting greens on the planet. Nothing else is even close. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, corn-free, egg-free, peanut-free. Basically, it's just all the stuff you need in your life. They don't put GMOs, no herbicides, pesticides, no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, or sweeteners. It is as real as it can get in terms of a supplement. I think this is the 53rd or 54th version of greens. So they have drilled this down to make it damn near perfect at this point. So if you take a multivitamin, you can get rid of it. If you take a probiotic, this has a probiotic in it. It also has the digestive enzymes in there as well as an awesome kind of mushroom complex. So again, I can't eat enough vegetables every day or I don't make the time to do it because I'm not going to sit in the kitchen for three hours a day just cooking up 18 different things. I take this, throw it in water, slam it, and I'm good to go. So if you guys are interested in trying Athletic Greens right now, we can hook you up with five free travel packs and a year supply of vitamin D3 and K2, which I've already talked about why vitamin D is so important in your life. But if you're really on the fence and you're not sure you want to make the jump, shoot us a DM, send me an email, fill out the contact form. I'll have Monica send you a, a pack right to your front door. 
then you can try it and then you can get hooked up with the free travel packs and the vitamin D and, and also obviously getting the greens as well. So if you're looking for something that's going to support your energy, your immune system, help you with better gut health and digestion, liver function, hormone function, and maybe make you a little bit smarter and sexier to the opposite sex, think about getting on the Athletic Greens train today. The site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, or you guys can hit me up. I'm happy to share the links and answer any other questions you may have. So, Heather, welcome to the podcast today. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Yes. Um, Before we kick into today's episode, I do want to go over something from my man Tommy Baker, who threw this out there again. Tommy's been on the podcast before. We've shared a ton of his stuff. He is in the entrepreneur kind of hustler life that uh, I have found myself in for the past probably 13 years or so. And he puts out a lot of good, thoughtful content. And he threw this out um, probably a couple weeks back and he saved it because I wanted to share it with you guys. Now, I'm not sharing this for you to, you know, buy all our stuff and, and support everything we do. If you guys listen to the podcast, we appreciate it. If we offer programs and we sell things that you, you know, want to purchase or buy or be part of, I'm all for it. But he shared this in a great context. I think a lot of people now feel uh, entitled because in the world, there's so many creators and people are, are throwing out so many amazing things. We take it for granted. And I think that's a lesson hopefully all of us have learned sometime throughout 2020 not to take the most important things for granted in your life. And he shared this from an, you know, creator, entrepreneur standpoint, those of us on social media and with podcasts and YouTube and all the things that we threw out there. He wrote, and I quote, buy their damn book, buy their damn albums, buy their damn prints. Here's the deal. If you listen to a podcast, stream music, listen to free talks, double tap their photography, go and buy whatever they're selling, even if you don't use it. And why, you ask? Because people are working their asses off to give you and I something we're valuing with their time, energy, and attention. But it's not enough. We need to pay them. Because here's the problem. Because it's free, we feel entitled. Because it's free, we feel deserving. Because it's free, we feel ownership. But if it's not free, because these people have put in work for years and years and years to deliver you something of value. They put in their time, they put in their money, they put in their passion, they put in their mastery, they put in their expertise, they put in their creativity, they put in their resources, they put in their greatness. And there has never been a more important time to support creators who are doing the good work. And this is off topic, I couldn't agree with anything more than what he already has said. Because the reality is, the podcast that you consume for free, they cost thousands of dollars to produce in terms of equipment, time, resources, energy, you name it. Obviously, you know, these things can make money for us, but we put in so much up front. The free art you consume costs thousands of dollars to create. The recordings you consume for free cost thousands of dollars to watch. Because guess what? All the stuff you consume has been created by someone who is getting started or struggling to make it work, and they need your help. The takeaway is support artists, support writers, support thought leaders, business owners, independent shops, galleries, venues, and all creators by their damn work, end quote. And I thought that was awesome for him to throw out there because obviously we all live in this space and we all 
consume a lot of stuff for free and we get a lot of stuff and sometimes we're and rightfully so it's you're right you know people are putting it out there like we are as well but uh if you can support these kind of places the mom and pop shops that create stuff the art galleries the person playing music uh, at the restaurant you go to if you can throw them a couple bucks uh it definitely does make a difference so we can keep continuing to create and do the amazing things that we do yeah i love that 100 percent accurate good old tommy coming through in the clutch so, uh, in terms of the podcast today, is your health and fitness routine broken? Now, this is an original piece that came uh, from the homies over at uh, PN, Precision Nutrition. I believe Jason Bond and uh, Alyssa Bauman uh, threw this together. And it's talking about the last, you know, kind of year of all of our lives and how hard it is now. Well, how hard it's always been in our reality, but... Now the chips are kind of, you know, stacked against you, if you will, because obviously a healthy lifestyle, it's it's never effortless. And for many of us, it feels unusually hard right now and has in the past year or so. Um, Obviously, things like stress, feeling overwhelmed and depressed, they're contributing factors, but there's a good chance that something else happened, like the pandemic, if you will, probably broke the system you had. And we're going to talk a lot in this podcast about systems, broken systems, and why a broken system makes it hard to A, regularly exercise, makes it hard to eat uh, the appropriate amounts of nutritious, whole, dense, real foods, and engage in healthy behaviors over and over and over again, because the system is everything. And I always talk, in terms of, they say system, I say process. You know, tomato, tomato, there's really no difference. But when your process is broken, when your system is broken, you're already taking something that's ridiculously hard and making it 10 times harder. You're ice skating uphill, if you will, and now you have a, a shitty pair of skates to do it. For sure. My systems were definitely in routine, was broken and disrupted multiple times for well, the past year. <laughs> well, we were, and we were talking this morning, like obviously the, the Phoenix Open is here right now, and usually there's like 200,000 people that go a day. And I don't know what it is now, like 5,000 people or something. Something like that. It's like, it's non-existent. Like usually the traffic here is crazy. Um, I don't even notice it's going on. But Jeff was in here today and we're just talking like this was kind of like the last like big thing before we stopped doing stuff. Right. Like spring training was here a little bit. It just started maybe like I went to one game and then it in March and then it was shut down. Because, like, his buddy, so Jeff uh, trains here and works out here, and his buddy Phil, who owns a fitness place in Florida, he was here. They were here last year, a year ago, on a Sunday doing our terrible advanced Metcon. And I remember his buddy Phil came up and was like, oh, are you going to, he's I'm going to a spring training game today. He's like, have you been to any yet? I'm like, no, I got tickets for Thursday. And I think literally we shut down the earth, mm-hmm. like, Wednesday. And so almost a year ago, I can remember, like, what my life and routine system was going to be and what I thought my 2020 would be and clearly it turned out to be none of those things yeah and it's still ongoing for me (laughs) well for all of us really right yeah like we talked about it last night like yes it's affected the obviously the hospitality and travel industry drastically and the fitness industry but everybody feels it down the chain at some point like even our neighbors who you were hanging out with like their jobs are not affected like directly yet they still think this sucks Mm mm-hmm And that's what I mean. Like, I don't think any of us, like, want this to continue. We'd like to get, whether you're, maybe you saw some things in the last year where your system was broken and your process was broken and you made some fixes, but you'd still like to go back to 
a productive routine. Maybe not the exact same as it was, but certainly not this shit we're in. Yeah, it's just making everything so much harder. <laughs> Especially in terms of like you guys staying to a routine. Like I wake up, I go to the gym, I eat right, I train, I do this. Because now with, I'm sure, job stuff, maybe working at home, maybe not at home. Your kids are at home sometimes. Maybe they have school, maybe they don't have school. There is sports, there's not sports. One spouse lost their job, maybe you have a new job. That's a lot to throw at somebody in a small period of time who's looking to just exercise and eat right and have healthy habits every day. It's just been so draining, constantly draining. And so if we're talking about systems, uh, I've talked about this many times before uh, on multiple podcasts. You already have certain processes and systems every single day in your life. And some of these are super effective Mm -hmm. and they're super basic and some of them can be really complex, but you have integrated these into your life to help you become efficient. Uh, The ones I think about most often is you, you brush your teeth. You have a certain morning routine. Maybe you wake up, you take a dump, you take a shower, you brush your teeth, you comb your hair, you put your contacts in, whatever it may be. You have your coffee, you walk your dog. Those are all systems. Those are processes you've already done. Uh, The way you grocery shop, the way you tie your shoes, almost the way you get dressed in the morning. We we all have these specific routines. And this last year has kind of thrown them completely out of whack. Mm -hmm. And obviously we all do each one in our own way. Like if you want to take it the next step, like how we plan our meals for the week, like how you compile a list, the days you're going to go shopping, you know, uh, navigating, you know, what grocery stores you're going to go to. Like if you're like us, sometimes you can't just go to one grocery store, which is a pain in the ass, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to make three different stops. And again, you guys might not get that sexy with it, but th- those things are all structures and all part of a process to allow you to, you know, be healthy, eat right, do it at certain times and certain days. And then everything changed when COVID hit. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> everything was disrupted and many of you, I'm sure it's just, constant struggle even for me like exercising meal prepping grocery shopping sleeping routine everything has been just a lot more difficult and stressful and overwhelming and um, just emotionally it's just been challenging too yeah I think people have probably in the last year when you you could have taken the time to you know exercise more do more mobility get better sleep eat better food I fear most people did the opposite mm-hmm. because it's tough. Again, it's tough to do when you're not in a good headspace. It's hard for people to push through it when they mentally feel sad or depressed or you uncertain. Just feel defeated, and I've definitely felt defeated at moments. So you're taking people that, let's say you're already in a really awesome course, like you're the your client, you know, you're you know Rick, and Rick's on course and he's crushing it. Then you throw all this stuff at him, and now all of a sudden, like he can't sleep. Because he's so stressed, which leads him to, you know, maybe drink more and, you know, maybe do the, you know, behavioral eating that's, you know, not going to help him towards his goals. And then maybe skip a workout because he doesn't have that internal motivation. It's tough to do. Well, what they were talking about, like an example of when your system is disrupted by this whole situation, um, maybe for example, maybe you were the person that would always pack your gym bag the night before. So you had that waiting for you when you're running out the door, you would grab it. And that was like part of your routine. And then you would drop off your kids at school. Then you would 
um, hit the gym and then head to work. And like, that was how you successfully, successfully, uh, laid out your morning routine and did that every single day. And then all of a sudden, you know, the gyms are closed or your kids are home now because of the school situation. And maybe you're working hundred percent remotely and then everything is just completely out of whack and you just stop basically every good habit and routine that you had in place and now you are just not doing it and instead you feel even though you might have more time because you're home more often you just feel completely unmotivated you're sucked into watching Netflix more often your eating is all over the place because uh, you just don't feel positive and you feel just completely overwhelmed and then it just kind of is a, a downhill spiral for a lot of people. Well, yeah, you take somebody who you had the structure and I'll talk about mine in a second. You take, you know, you know, Susie gets up early, grabs her gym bag, goes, takes her kids to school, drops them off, comes here. And all of a sudden she doesn't have to get up as early anymore. And she doesn't have to take her kids to school and the gyms are closed. So she stops packing the gym bag every single night and setting it by the door and stops setting the alarm as early because you don't have to. And even though there's more time to do something, we're finding ourselves not doing it because maybe you do have to help your kids with like the homeschooling or 19 different things go wrong, or you're just not as motivated in your living room as you are in the gym with your six workout buddies. Like these are all valid things. Like I'm not going to make excuses for people. You can obviously always find a way. It's not ideal and it's not fun. And for surely it sucks. I do not want to try to work out in my living room with my dog. It seems terrible. Yeah. Like that's my place to disconnect and just hang out. And have separation. And for some of you, you don't have it anymore. And it's throwing your routine completely off. And so that's why they're saying, you know, now more than ever systems matter. And they talk about three different reasons of why they're so important. And reason number one is stress powers down our thinking brains. So these are obviously crazy times, very stressful on many people, including us. (laughs) And especially if we're worrying about the unknowns, like when will we grocery stores ever restock the empty shelves? Obviously this happened early on. Um, But dude, even like here, it was weird. Like, uh, like I just still, first of all, I still don't get the toilet paper thing. Mm-hmm. Like why are we, well, I listened to Tom Green talk about it. Did I tell you this before? No. So like you go into the grocery store. So Tom Green was talking to, if you guys know Tom Green is the uh, comedian, uh, one of the first dudes to ever really podcast, honestly. And uh, he was talking about when you go into the store, people would take whatever has the most shelf space. So you go in and you see all the toilet paper is gone, all the paper towels are gone, and you kind of have this panic because it, all the shelves look empty. Like if, where if they were to go take like all the taco seasoning packets, mm-hmm. you wouldn't really notice it. But right. because you visually see it, it sets off this like internal panic of people. So maybe that that's what his rationale like was for. Like survival mode. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh my God, everything is... The world's is, ending. But you're like, of all the things you would hoard, like why would it be toilet yeah. paper? Like you can wipe your butt with a lot of stuff. Like I don't know why that would be the... <laughs> The thing, but part of that, like that does freak people out. It gives you this end of times kind of feeling. Constantly worrying about what, what's really happening. And some other unknowns is especially going on right now is my job secure. I'm still in that boat where I'm just been on furlough and then 
brought back to work for four months, then placed back on furlough, then I'm brought back again for temporary assignment with my current position being eliminated. So I'm definitely dealing with, um, no, my job's not secure and <laughs> I need to figure out a plan. So, But not to get off track, like, is anybody's really, yeah. I, I think about this though too, and this is just the entrepreneur person to me, is anybody's job really secure? No. Like no matter who you are or where you are, like I think people think the days of working for, you know, the 40-40, like mm-hmm. you're working for this company for 40 years in a row. I yeah, guess it's that, just not really realistic anymore. It doesn't happen as much. And I would tell anybody, I'm not telling you to go do what I do for a living because you would hate it and it's not for you. But it's okay to have a couple interests and you only owe these places what you owe them. Like you don't owe these companies to be tattooed on your back and your forehead. Like you're doing a job for them and they're paying you for it. But you can have passion projects and little side hustles and other interests and things outside of it. And those may turn into things that create revenue or not. I'm not sure. But I always get a great feeling of having multiple, you know, buckets to pull from as opposed to just one bucket. Well, and that's the entrepreneur life. You know, you're in control of your, you don't have a salary cap. You don't have a boss. There's no rules. Yeah. And I, I know it's, it's again, there's uncertainty that comes with that every single mm-hmm. day too, but... There's pros and cons to both. Yeah. At least I feel like if I give you an analogy, it's like you're driving the boat and you're not just, you know, a passenger on the boat is kind of how I feel. You but, just have to rely on yourself, no one else. Yeah. You have to be self-motivated for sure. Um, but with this, in terms of what's stressing people out during this time, you know, how long will it last? I've asked. That's a huge one. <laughs> I, I, I say it all the time. Like, how long is this drag on yeah, for? I think every day I say it. And I need to just be better about my complaining because I know it's, but it's just so hard. I'm just, yeah, I'm fed up. I feel like so many people are, obviously, but it's just, it feels like it's never ending. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it just drags on. And then for the parents out there, like, oh, yes. Well, I your, feel horrible for them. Will your kids ever go back to school? You know, I feel like, like most are now getting back into school, which is great news. Yeah. Once, some part full time, some part time. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's just a mess, man. I just, I understand it. Like, you take something that's already very difficult to be healthy and maintain a healthy lifestyle, and then you throw this on top of that. And then obviously the thing, like, you know, Will your loved ones make it? You know, will mm-hmm. you get to see your grandma? Like, will you get to do these yeah, things? Yeah, that which... one's been huge about not seeing my grandma, even my parents, which I'll finally get to see at the end of this month. But it's been like almost a year and a half and it's been. And then my older sister and my nieces, I haven't seen them in like a year and a half. And it just has been so emotionally draining and sad. And I just hate it. I hate it. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, and again, it, it makes it very tough to do everything else around it. And again, I'm not making excuses. You can always, you can always fight through it, but it's, I, I say that as I'm a fitness person, but I don't got four kids and I didn't get my job eliminated. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody is chewing on something different and everybody has a weight that they carry and mine might be 30 pounds and yours might be 300 and it's really tough. And obviously most of us know that like stress you know, lights up the emotional kind of fight or flight freeze part of your brain. But it also simultaneously shuts down the thinking and planning, decision making, you know, prefrontal cortex. And so that makes it hard to keep your priorities in the front of your mind. And instead, like you have these emotional, you know, driven reflexes that take over. And that for most people doesn't really turn out too well. 
And so it leaves you feeling, you know, drained, I guess, you know, without a system in place, you know, you're nudged into the opposite direction of the way you want to go. And I'll say this, you know, obviously I don't have the four kids and I don't, you know, work in a restaurant. And so like, yes, the fitness industry got, you know, jammed up here pretty nasty, but, you know, we can shift and pivot and do different things here to kind of push things through. Obviously there's a podcast and all that stuff, but I did keep my same routine Mm -hmm. this entire year. I would get up every day early as hell and the days we'd meet them at the park and work out, you know, just for some semblance of normalcy. And then I would just drive here right afterwards mm-hmm. or I would just drive here on the other days still I'd still wake up the crack of dawn I'd still come here because I'm like you know what if I sit at home I'm gonna feel like shit yeah and the working out was huge for me I will I'm proud of myself for being consistent with that it's more of like the emotional eating drinking habits that would get me um at times and still it's hard like the back and forth of just just not having structure is like what you it was even though I would create um, a schedule for myself, it still would get disrupted. But overall, I think I've done a pretty good job. Um, but you were doing such a great job. Well, with- if I'd go crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have to be productive. If I didn't do something productive, I feel like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, a, you have that, like, I'm a loser feeling. Like my, this, I, mean, I didn't want the time to go by and be like, well, Filled I, with regret. I could have done this, this, and this instead. I'm like, no, because I know this is going to, you know, even if it's not n- normal right mm-hmm. away, I'm like the program we have coming out next, like this 30, 30 challenge that I filmed in here yeah. uh, during this was Sean and we're now starting to put the pieces together and it's the best, in my opinion, just fitness content I've ever created. It's like a four week program. Each week is a different protocol. Um, the thing will rip your face off, but it's great for all levels. And I'm like, well, I could create that, design that, film that during this shit Break, show. Yeah. So I felt like, well, I'm not just, you know, wasting You're a year of my life. not losing momentum and you have now a new product to offer an online coaching program after, you know, this one ends. And Otherwise it would have been like, okay, it's happy hour at three o'clock every day. Yeah, which and I've struggled with because when you're place on furlough you really feel like you're living a retirement (laughs) lifestyle or like you're on vacation mode and that is just like really difficult it's cool for like a week yeah but then you're like okay my habits are not moving in the positive direction so that's been like very up and down for me but I'm proud of myself overall for how I've handled this um in some ways but then other ways I've learned a lot and just like still trying to um get through this and and just be better overall so so that's the first part stress obviously kind of powers down your thinking brain which makes it tough to stick to a routine and we're going to go through the reasons why it's so tough here and then walk through well how can we combat that and kind of come back from it and the second reason is you can really make only so many good choices in a day like you can't be perfect mm-hmm. all day long well your brain's not wired to handle so many decisions at one time. So like think of your, the prefrontal cortex of your brain, uh, your decision-making command center, if you will. And think of that as like the weakest muscle, like in your body. And the more decisions you make, the more fatigued the part of your brain becomes, making each successive decision a little bit harder. And you're probably making more decisions these days than you even realize. And 
I talked about this with you the other day, like why I do some of the things I do. The less choices I have to make, mm-hmm. the clearer my brain is, I and know what you're gonna the say. more I can take on. And you talk so much <laughs> shit about me. I'm like, because he'll wear the same clothes, like the same sweatpants, the same hat, and until I get on him to like change it up a little bit. But I get it, like that's if, one less decision you have to make, and it's just saves you time and energy and you can focus on something that's more productive and more beneficial because you can't do it all like i've punted trying to be everything to everybody a long time ago because i realized what my capabilities are what my bandwidth is and when it's stretched too thin i'm not a fun person i'm not a happy person and i don't get things done in the way that i want to do them so, yeah, if it's a Friday night and you want to go somewhere, like, yeah, I can change my clothes. Well, yeah. But a normal day, like, when you guys see me, I have, like, five of the same pairs of pants. They're all the same color. They're the same size from the same company. I have six of the same hoodies. It's black. The pants are either gray or black, and I wear a black or gray hat. And, yes, I have 800 pairs of shoes. Once in a while, I'll change them. Otherwise, I wear the same pair of shoes. Because I wake up before 4 o'clock in the morning, and it's dark, and it's cold, and my dog wants treats. So that's my priority. And then I'm like, I'll grab the clothes, usually out of a pile, or if they're wrinkly, I throw them in the dryer, and I go. There's nothing to think mm-hmm. about. It literally eliminates that for me, where if I'm going to sit there and like, well, do these shoes match these pants? Like, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. And it seems like such a simple thing. But if you can eliminate some of those things, like even when I eat, I eat almost the same things mm-hmm. every single day at the exact same times. I drink the same coffee. I do too, majority of the week and then the weekends is where I like to switch it up. <laughs> Which is fun because mm-hmm. if you have more time and your brain is free, but I know if I can eliminate some of those things, life gets a lot easier. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting though, this list, um, just how many more decisions than you realize that you're going through in your mind. Just and go through them. There's a lot. Yeah, what's the best way to check in on my parents? Do I, you know, video chat with them? Do I call them on the phone? Do I message them? And should I get out of bed right now or just sleep longer? You know, since so many of our routines are out of whack um, and you're not, you don't have to like go into the office or drop off your kids. Uh, I wore this yesterday, like you were saying, wear it again today. Yes. <laughs> That's always, 100% yes for Jeremy. Always do that. Should I use my paycheck for rent, groceries, utilities? I'm sure that is like so stressful for so many people out there right now. And um, I hope it gets better. I, and then should I check the news or will no. it make me too anxious? Never watch the news. Which that for sure was like a trigger for me. So I got in a good habit of not watching it or... I would just look at my news app when I wanted to get updates and then be selective on what articles I would read. Yes. And I don't want to interrupt, but mm-hmm. I'm not, when people say that, like I get messages, Jeremy, you say never watch the news. That's so stupid. You're not informed. I'm not, I'm not, okay. When I say it, I'm not saying if you live in Minnesota and it's negative 17 degrees, don't check the weather app. Yeah. If you want to consider that the news, that's fine. What I mean is like, don't sit in front of CNN and in front of Fox for six hours a day and think that you're educating yourself on like what really is important, what really matters in the world. You can send me all the messages you want, but I do not believe that those people have your best interests at heart. I believe that they're trying to freak you out and make you feel like shit. And be in competition with one another. They're, they're driven by money, you guys. Mm-hmm. It'd be like if this podcast only made money if I said certain things, then I would have to probably talk about these certain things all the time. You notice like we talk about all kinds of topics. We have all kinds of guests on. It really doesn't matter. This thing doesn't have to make money. It, it, I, I could give a shit. We're doing it to help people. And I feel if the news was like that, 
they would share things that were helpful and and if they were held accountable for sharing you know the right things and, and and not the wrong things but they can just say whatever and do whatever and there's no repercussions it doesn't even have to be true half the time they can just say it and like oh we were wrong and there's no retractions or no or corrections spin it to their narrative yes and i don't think they're there to make you feel good and Again, I'm not saying like hide from all the negative things in the world. That's not what I'm saying. Bad shit's going to find you no matter what. The point of me going on this rant is if you're watching something consistently and it's making you feel anxious and stressed and nervous and terrible and fearful. And wasting time. Yes. Then stop doing it. Because if you turned it off and you felt better, there you go. I believe the same thing with social media for a lot of people. If you unsubscribe from a lot of these people you follow or unsubscribe from some friends or unsubscribe from certain information, for sure. if it elevates your life and makes you feel better and more productive and have more energy, then please, my friends, do that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. Um, where can I work without so many interruptions? Oof. Lunch, should I eat something from the freezer? Should I go to the grocery store? How do I get my kids to do their schoolwork? What should I watch tonight? Like all those are going through your mind and it's causing so much of really brain fatigue. Um, So rather than carefully weighing short-term desires against long-term priorities, the brain spits out, I don't know, whatever. And then once that happens, short-term desires win, which that totally has happened to me multiple times. And that's we talk about with nutrition in our 47 day and honestly every program we do I just I use that as an example because I was just talking to them yesterday you know you're delaying gratification you know for a later day and when you give in in the moment when you sell yourself you know in that window why you deserve you know the wine or the beer or the cookies or the cakes and why you sell yourself when you're too tired to get up and move and do the things you're supposed to do those short-term decisions are the things that drag you down you're you have to have a clear mind to make choices today. They're going to pay off 30, 60, 90, 100 days from now. And that's really tough to do when you're forced with 88 decisions in the day. That's what I talk about. If you can simplify things, you'll be better off for it. Which brings us to the third one, the third reason. And this is for the biggest one. The pandemic itself kind of wiped out your anchor habits. And those are the big ones, everybody. An anchor habit is something you do every day without thinking about it. So like you had mentioned before, brushing your teeth is an anchor habit, I would hope, for many of you out there. If it's not, uh, please start doing that. And floss as well. Yeah, I'm actually really bad at flossing. The floss picks. Which is gross, I know. Help. Yeah, they do. We need to buy more of those, actually. Uh, but uh, for many people, the first step in the bed- bedtime routine or in the morning when they don't brush their teeth, it feels wrong to go to bed as if something is missing. So before the pandemic, many of us had several anchor habits that function like a first domino in a series. Once that domino tipped over, many other dominoes fell right after it without much effort or thinking. So let's say, for example, Gary set his alarm for 6 a.m. every day. That's like the first domino. He got out of bed and wrote in a journal, and that's the second domino. Before his kids woke, that was the third domino. And then when he made them breakfast, that was the fourth, and got everyone out the door for work and school, and then that was the fifth. But now there's no work or school to go to, so Gary is not setting his alarm. So that's the first domino that's missing. His journaling just goes out the window, so that's not happening. And then now his entire routine is disrupted, and that's what I feel like most of us are struggling with right now. 
Yeah, it's like if you don't have the, not only anchoring habits, but the same goals as part of your process. Like, what are you doing it for? It's really tough to be motivated when you don't have to be for a lot of people. Obviously, there's always the type A serial killers, but very few humans are that. That's so Jeremy. Everything's, well, I just have to do it. It's, I find it freeing. And I'm been so long, I've been in this life, I don't know any other way, but I feel like with great structure becomes great freedom. You have like insane structure. Like you, I really feel like you should be in the military or something. I'm too old. I'm too old. <laughs> they don't want me anymore. I'm an old man. Um, but there's a lot of great lessons you can take from that. Like you guys can, if you ever watch like Surviving the Cut, like whether it's Bud's training, uh, you know, any of the army ranger school you name it like there's there's something to be said about that like they're very efficient in what they do and i'm not saying you have to go that extreme but if you have these anchoring structures and habits you can be so much more productive and it does give you freedom knowing you're going to get this done at a and b and c and obviously you can be fluid in there Mm -hmm. but when that's thrown out of whack yeah it's really tough, man, to be healthy. Like, I feel like I have good structure majority of the week. But, like, for example, yesterday, it's, like, Saturday for some reason. I'm, like, woo, like, it's the weekend. And then I just kind of, like, lose my motivation. And I'm not paying attention to moderation. And then I'm, like, crap. Like, now I just threw away all my hard work from the week. So that's something that I really need to get better at. And I'm not saying, like, don't live your life. But just don't just realize like those habits that are continuing to happen. And if you're not seeing progress, if it, for example, like your health and fitness goals, then that's something that you need to definitely look at and change. Well, the tough part is, is when we get lax with these things, we, we all have it too. Like we all have so much rope we're willing to give ourselves. We all have a, I call it like a fat ceiling, right? Like we're all willing to get only so out of shape and overweight. Some people that's 400 pounds some people that's you know 10 yeah and some people it's like if they have abs if they don't have abs Mm -hmm. like we all have these really weird thresholds that we put on ourselves like nobody else does it for us and obviously it's a slippery slope and that's where like i feel like with the structure like i don't deviate that far from it and you can give yourself leeway obviously but your goals matter just as much on monday morning as they do on friday night and that's what's tough for a lot of people to understand is like your body doesn't know the difference you just do. And you're going to draw that line for you guys of where it matters and doesn't matter. What I would say in terms of that, if you're the person who crushed it during the week and then you just completely punt it on the weekends and, and go nuts, the later in the day um, you can save it for, I think the better. Mm-hmm. So meaning if you wake up and you start off with uh, pancakes at 7 a.m. And mimosas. <laughs> yeah, your day is probably going to <laughs> shit, dude, pretty quick. Now, Elbon was here yesterday. And then he was here today too. He's probably going went to brunch yesterday, but he probably didn't get there till like eleven. Now that's not like super late, but at least he got up and he worked out and did whatever, and hopefully didn't eat and drink shit the entire rest of the day. But if you can delay that to, you know, maybe a dinner or something, like break it up more in small pieces. Yeah, and it's just t- like I the reason again I'm I'm not against like you guys doing brunch and having mimosas and doing whatever. But it's really hard when it's 10 o'clock and you're having drinks for you to make a great choice at 4 yeah. o'clock. Like, you're going to go for a run at 4 yeah. and no, eat chicken and you're vegetables? You're just completely going to be uh, relaxed and not motivated. <laughs> and probably not make the best eating yeah. and drinking choices the rest of the night. And that's tough to do. So, again, I'm not 
telling you how to live your life, but I do find if you can delay it for later on in the day and get up and be active and it does, uh, it helps you make at least a couple better choices yeah. on the way. When I do that, I'm successful, but when I'm, it's tough <laughs> when to I do. don't, <laughs> I'm not. Um, but this leads us into how to build your new health and fitness system. And like we mentioned, the first question to ask yourself is what's important to you right now. So over the past, um, weeks, many people have been really thinking about deep questions. Um, I wouldn't say weeks. I would say this past year, months. months. One of them is, does any of this still matter? So it's really important to consider, for example, the extra five pounds that you, that used to seriously bug you might not seem like a big deal right now, but maybe other things have moved way up on the list, like connecting with loved ones or doing everything possible to avoid getting sick. So take a moment to consider what are your priorities. And in other words, what's important to you right now, what's dropped in importance and what's so low on the list, it's not worth putting effort into at all. Also worth considering is do your current actions line up with these priorities? And in other words, are you putting effort into what you feel is most important? If everything lines up, like that's great. Um, if not, let's take a look, like we mentioned, at your old system, what's not serving you, and get rid of that um, so you can move forward in letting go of the old system and building the new one. And I'm never going to tell anybody what to do, but what's important to you, your health is always important to you. Obviously, this is a, fit always be a, priority. It's a fitness podcast, so I'm clearly going to say that, but I'm not saying you have to try to be shredded and be the next Rambo. That's not what this is. And it's obviously important to see your family and take care of your kids and your loved ones and work on your career. I get all that. But what's important to you right now, your health needs to be. What The things that you eat do have to matter. I'm not saying you got to drop the extra five pounds. Don't do it for that. Do it because you want to be healthy, because you want to move better. You want to feel better. And then the byproduct is obviously, I think you'll dump any extra weight and the things that are kind of holding you back. But you do have to understand, like, when you put your body in your health, like, number seven on the priority list, it just builds a, it builds a bigger barrier for you to get over in the future. That's all it is. You're in a two-foot hole, and you're making that hole, you know, 10 feet deep. Mm -hmm. You don't want that. So, again, no matter what's going on, the priority has to be, hey, you know, even if I can't work out five times a week, can I be active for 30 minutes three times a week? Can I maybe go on a couple of walks? And can I try to eat some real food and, you know, take the proper supplements along the way and, and get quality sleep, you know, anytime possible. Like those are your priorities. No matter what's going on, you have to make those be the anchor of everything you do moving forward. Which brings us to question two. What were your old systems like? So if you guys take a minute to think about what your daily life looked like before all of this happened. <laughs> yeah, and, and it might be, it might have been way worse. You might have learned a lot of stuff yeah. throughout this. and you, you could go in the other direction. But for a lot of people, sadly, that we have seen and met, it didn't, it didn't roll that way. You know, they're, they're, they're in a much worse spot now. They didn't exercise as much. They weren't as mobile. They ate worse. They drank more. Um, obviously, in you know, they're in a state of, you know, high stress and some people even depression. So you have to ask yourself, you know, what were you consistently doing to stay healthy before this? If so, if you find yourself 
and you're the person who didn't make the change for the better. You're the person who let things kind of slide and, you know, you had 19 things come your way and it was just like this snowstorm and that shit just buried you. What were you doing before this that helped you stay healthy? Were you exercising consistently? How are you connecting with other people? Were you in a fitness group? Would you go with runs? You know, did you have different social interactions? Community. Golf mm-hmm. and bowling are the things. I don't know what other people do. Hobbies. You know, <laughs> you know, happy hours for drinks, whatever it may be. Were you eating produce with every meal? Or we like to say protein, produce, and water with every single meal. Were you getting seven, eight, nine hours of sleep every single night? Were there other things you were doing? So what systems helped make things easier for you to do all that. So, for example, um, to make vegetables happen in your life, do you, you know, block out time to research new recipes? Do you plan your meals, you know, for the week? Do you prep your veggies ahead of time? Do you organize your kitchen so vegetables are easier to grab and to see? And in what order did all of that happen? Or did you just get hooked up with athletic greens? Whatever it may be. The point is, is like, there's certain systems that you have to set in place. Like I put things out so I see them in our house, for example. Like our foam roller is probably almost always in the living room. Yeah. For the most part. And like I oh, always have it out. People are like it's not aesthetically pleasing. I'm like, well, we're not having a dinner party no one's every single over, day. Yeah. Who gives a shit? And I'm like, we're trying to be healthier. So if it's there, you're more likely to just sit on it. If It'll you have remind it, you. If you have it tucked away in a closet hidden somewhere, you're never gonna use yeah. it. You're very rarely going to like bring it out and, and pull it back out. Even the, the most type A people, very few do that. But if it's there in plain sight, you're more likely to do it. The same thing with the way you organize your food and refrigerator or like how we have our supplements at our house. Like they're just there, you know. The phrase out of sight, out of mind plays a, a huge role in a lot of this stuff. So if you can see it and that's at the forefront, you're more likely to do it. It's the same thing I think about goals. When I write things down, my desk is typically filled with like, 86 different post-its and notes and reminders so I can see them. And so these things might seem really trivial and very basic, but don't discount them as they're not going to work because they might be a critical domino to get you on the right track. That's why I say if it's in your bedroom, depending on how big your master bedroom is or your living room or whatever, put that foam roller there. And I use foam roller because it's the most basic example I can think of, but put it there. And it seems stupid, but if you see it, you're like, you know what? Then you have to consciously look at it, walk around it, move it somewhere, and then you have to really not do the mobility, even though it's literally staring you right in the face every single day. And like, for example, I saw that you bought some chips um, for yourself and... Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl But like you hit him, um, which I asked him to hide that stuff from me because if it's just like in the pantry... I'm more inclined to just snack on it. So if he wants something for himself that I won't get into, then I'm like, hide, just hide yeah, it. Hide and it. I saw it was like above the fridge. I'm like, what's in there? What's in that mm. bag? <laughs> and it was like Pringles and like Doritos. I was like, oh my well, God. Well, because like if you, well, I won't open them either. Like if they're closed. I'll, I'll be do- like, oh, I'm just going to have a couple. And I'm oh. going to have a couple more. <laughs> yeah. So what I'll do, if I really wanted to be, you know, I could leave them out and then you'll dig into them. And then by the time I get to them, they'll already be like half eaten, which would be great. Um, but I don't want to sabotage you. Because yeah. so, once they're open, then it's I'm screwed. Um, I'm pretty good if they can just be closed for some reason. I did see the Girl Scouts are back too. Oh, great. Usually they come to our house. 
Definitely support them. It's tough, man. That's rough. But the point is, is like if you... It's rough. I'm tired, man. I worked out today, too. It's my new work. I'm just making fun of you because you make fun of me when I can't say the right word or... That's where we're at, too. Or read. That's where we're at today. Where am I at? I don't even know what's going on here. What am I, troubleshooting? What am I talking about? Uh, we Question number three. Oh, yeah. So... Obviously, that's a basic example, like we were talking about too, like obviously keeping things out of sight, out of mind, or obviously, you know, if it's in the forefront of your mind, you're more likely to do it than obviously not do it. And so whatever you need to do to set things up in your home, do that. Uh, I don't know what it is. I'm a huge fan of obviously visual cues and and setting reminders. But if you were doing something prior to all this that helped you be successful, the takeaway is start to integrate some of those things back into your life so you can resume the same pattern and path you used to be on. A lot of people say that. Well, I used to wake up and ride my bike every single day, and now my bike has become like a clothes hanger, and they just drape their clothes over it. Whatever you did before, you can go back to that. And it might not be the exact same, and the system might change, but the same way a lot of my friends like and I, like you played sports all the way through college, there was a certain routine. You had your pregame routine. You had your practice routine. Those things made you great in the moment. You can go back and you can pull from them to help you guys, you know, be healthy and build on that in the future moving forward. Mm-hmm. So number three, what systems do you need now? So now that you're aware of your old system, you're ready to think about which parts of that system you want to reprioritize, what parts are no longer needed and not serving you, what new habits you want, might want to add. And then kind of start asking yourself, what should you hold on to? How might your old systems help you feel more secure, get moving in the morning, make it easier to live a healthy life? For example, maybe you should still uh, lay out your fitness clothes before bed. I know that is always super helpful for me, and it um, causes me to not be late to if I wanted to come into JSF for the 7 a.m., Uh, That's super early in the morning. I like to have my coffee first. So having my clothes laid out always helps me um, make it into that first class that I like to go to. And then packing your lunch the night before. Even if you're not, if you're working from home and you're not going into the office, having it prepared or if it's meal prepped or just having an idea of like, okay, for lunch this week, I'm going to stick to like these foods that I just picked up at the grocery store. Or maybe it's like you go to, I, I, a lot of the time we have so many healthy on the go places. So I'll do that for my lunch. So whatever's easiest for you. But you have an idea. Mm-hmm. Like you, again, I kind of map it out in my head. If you don't want to prep it, like if you're not a part, like I don't like to eat old stuff either. But I basically know I'm like, going to come home, make eggs, chicken sausage, cauliflower yeah. rice, boom. And I just did it even like sitting here before we started podcasting. I was like, okay, well, I'm up here in North Scottsdale. I'm just going to get bowl of greens for lunch. And I'm going to bring that back home for like a late lunch. And so it's like constantly organizing your day will just set you up for success and then connecting with friends whether that's if you can meet them in person or over video and family um, definitely make sure that you are incorporating those habits for your relationships and your health overall health and then create a workout space if you can't go into a gym if they're closed or um, maybe you don't have 
um, the funds right now, then create your own space, whether it's a garage, basement, bedroom, whatever it is um, outside. And you can watch all the free stuff we put on Instagram mm -hmm. and YouTube if you need it for free. And then asking yourself, what can you let go of? Before that, go through your routine, like what you do in the morning. Like most days, okay. just so people are I mean, listening. My routine's kind of weird right now. So well, you're kind of a weird person, so <laughs> it works. But like, just for someone who yeah. Example, so okay, so well, know. I actually start back to work on Monday again. Um, but really, your stuff will be the I'm same. Very grateful for my temporary assignment opportunity. So on Monday, I will wake up at six a.m. I first thing I do is make coffee because I coffee is life and if I don't have it you don't want to be around me nope so I make my coffee with my collagen um that we have and I sit there and I start kind of stretching and then I'll do a little meditation prayer what do you watch routine. the news what do you do? no I don't turn on the news um so after I have my quiet time then I like to do music I love I'm such a music person so I will put on background music we have like the Amazon or the fire stick so I do the Amazon music channels and do like a a chill type of vibe <laughs> and then I get ready I'm getting ready for the gym and I head up here to either go to a 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. class usually and then I come home and work and then I'll grab lunch, either make lunch from home or grab it from a healthy store. Um, I feel like I'm missing. Walk the dog. Yeah. Well, yeah, usually. You don't even know your own routine. Well, I usually will walk the dog right when I get back from working out at JSF. And yeah, then I just work and we make dinner. And then, and then we, like the days, if you don't come here and you just go for a run, oh, do yeah. you want to run the same time? Yeah. So I try to stick to waking up at the same time every day. So 6 a.m., usually like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't come up to JSF. So I will either go hiking or go for a jog or a walk. And um, I try to do it around the same time. So I'm on that same schedule for the day. And yeah, that's basically my Monday through Friday. So again, it's just a basic, simple pattern to make life easy. And you just follow it that way. It's like it's never not done. Mm -hmm. So even when you work, it's like I can get up and I can work out before work or for you guys who have to do it after work. But just having an idea of a, approximately when you're going to eat, approximately when you're going to do the training, approximately when you're going to go to sleep and wake up, there's a, there's a freedom in that structure. And just letting it kind of wander and, and thinking it's going to magically work itself out, it just isn't. Um, I wish it worked that way. And it'd be super cool if I could stay up till midnight and like maybe wake up at eight and like just meander through the day. But I would be so unproductive. I would get nothing done and it would be, it would be bad for me. It would just lead to so many bad habits. So I think as annoying as it is waking up as early as I do, I get so much done before most people are even mm -hmm. moving in the day. And yeah, you make us all look bad. Well, I just, I feel <laughs> like if I didn't do it, I almost have this sense of like, not anxiety, anxiety. but you're... I feel there's a sense of urgency. You're wasting time. That I would be behind. And I don't know where that comes from or what it is. But when I can do it, I'm like, okay. you're crazy. I just I feel better that way. So when you're talking about the things you can add into your life, like that's the thing. Like lay out your clothes, kind of plan the workouts, where you're going to go, how you're going to do them, how long it's going to take. Like being, you know, precise with your time. But what about the things you can let go of? The things that 
aren't worth the effort or don't make any sense or the things that maybe you used to do that you don't have to do anymore. So maybe, at least in this short season of life, you don't care about your body fat going from 22% to 18%. It doesn't matter as much as it used to. So maybe you're not going to, you know, be that person who's completely insane, stares at their body 97 different times and, you know, is weighing and measuring every single ounce of their food, you know. Perhaps you're not going to track every single, you know, rep and set that you're doing because it doesn't mean as much to you right now. Um, If you don't have the capacity to do that stuff right now, it's okay to kind of let that shit go. And I'm not saying give up on your goals or, you know, don't be a diehard in the gym. But if it's a season of life where you got 87 things thrown at your way, this might just be the time where you kind of shift your attention to a different area of your health. And focus on the overall deep health. And we've done uh, a podcast on this. Do you know what it was called? Yeah, I have it. I think it's the six elements of deep health and they on precision nutrition have a great infographic that we referred to in that podcast. But really it's remembering what true health means and the six elements or six dimensions are relational. So being connected and authentic with others, feeling supported and like you belong is so important existential is feeling a sense of meaning and purpose in life mental is being alert focused competent and thoughtful learning remembering and solving problems well physical obviously is feeling vibrant energized thriving performing and functioning well emotional is experiencing a full range of emotions and expressing them appropriately and then environmental knowing your everyday surroundings support your health and well-being so when i hear that and i look at it you know, I don't mean don't try to, you know, change your, your dress size or your pants size. If you got 400 pounds to lose, obviously you got, you got to focus on that. But for a lot of us, we get wrapped up in the vanity metrics. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. Your body is your business card. I understand it. And we derive a lot of our self-confidence from what we look like. Um, I do as well. I don't think any of us, it's why we, you know, comb our hair and brush our teeth and, and put on clothes and, and why, you know, I'm assuming women wear makeup because you want to look a certain way and to, you know, as you present to the world. But if right now those things don't matter as much, that's okay. Because your emotional health and your mental health, in my opinion, matters much more than what your body fat percentage is if you're already in a healthy range. Like if you're, if you're beating yourself up to look awesome in a swimsuit, but mentally you're a train wreck. And you're and, like disconnected from all your relationships. And and your emotions are a roller coaster every single day. Maybe take some time away from focusing on just like what you look like in a swimsuit and fix the other 18 things going on. Because those are also metrics of you being healthy and you being fit. Yet we like to sometimes... I'm being happy. <laughs> and I think in the, the health and fitness profession, we've done people like a disservice and mm-hmm. we've sold them, you know, this is the only thing that matters. And, and granted, like... Yeah, we sell a lot of that stuff because it's what people come to us for. But if that's not where you are at right now in the journey, you just take a step back and you let go of some of those things to harness these other things that matter right now. And then you can always come back to those. And I'm not saying don't work out and don't train hard. That's not what I'm saying. But know where you're at right now and know what things, it's big rocks, little rocks. Mm-hmm. take care of the biggest rocks first. And I promise you later on those little rocks and those little vanity things you're chasing, they're going to take care of themselves. I promise you guys that. 
Well, I think this whole pandemic situation has definitely highlighted the fact about how important mental health is. So I think now our society and really the world is putting more emphasis on that. And that's, I think, a a huge positive of understanding what that really means um, for your overall health and well-being. I hope, yeah, the last year has taught us to value the things that really matter. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I see, I see a little bit of that and then I see some of the nonsense Mm -hmm. too. So we'll move on to, uh, what new systems do you need? Tell us other, well, what new systems do we need? Before the pandemic, uh, your need to go work out or shuttle the kids to school probably served as that anchor to organize the rest of your entire day. And now without that anchor, you might need a new one. So to find one, think about your day from beginning to end. What would making staying active, eating nutritious food, restful sleep, and other priorities easier and more automatic? So really consider the following. So daily schedule could consistent wake times, meal times, exercise time, meditation, or bedtime help. I think you should list that out if you're listening right now. And Mm -hmm. you don't, if you are flipping these things around all the time, and if you do it because you have to, because you have kid stuff and your work schedule is crazy, if Mm -hmm. if that's your system and you're successful with it, don't even listen to me talk. If you're finding it's less than ideal and you find you're running out of time, or you feel like you're cramming things in, you feel like things are getting cut short or pushed back, literally, if you're listening now or when you pull over or whenever you get home, just list out. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going to wake up all seven days of the week. And they can be different times. That's fine. But you know when they're going to be. I think if you can stand a consistent wake up and sleep schedule, that's probably your best bet. And you're going to eat if it's two times a day or three times a day. And you list out when those times are approximately going to be. If you have some me time, for meditation in the morning or at night or whenever you can squeeze it in, that's fine. And when are you going to train? And what days are you going to train? And some of these have to be non-negotiable. They're hard stops. Like I don't stay up till 11 o'clock, rarely ever. And I'm sure as hell don't do it when I have to be like on a weekday, when I have a full day ahead, because I know I'm going to, I can do it for one day, but it ruins my workout. I feel like I'm a zombie and it steals from my next day. So just some of these things you have to make. I'm going to work out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 o'clock in the morning until 8.30. That's my workout time. Nothing else matters in those windows, and I'm not going to negotiate that for anybody. I think that is going to be a huge like, anchor in you guys being successful moving forward into the new year and every year beyond that for that matter. For sure. And then the next one, surroundings. What changes could you make to your kitchen, workout space, other aspects of your physical environment? Reminders, how might setting alarm, using to-do lists, or time blocking make things easier? Planning, would you benefit from a two-week meal prep or grocery shopping plan? Support, could you lean on people around you for motivation, accountability, and help? How about trying exercise, playtime with your family, joining, you know, like a transformation online coaching group like what we have is really helpful. Um, Going back to if you have kids, like making... um, Playtime to stay fit together as a family. Routines, how might you stack healthy habits on top of something you already do? For example, um, if you take work calls while going for a walk, that if it's not like a really um, serious, important call, then if it's a casual call, then go for a walk and, and use like your earbuds or something like that. And I do think if you're talking the surroundings, like we mentioned, 
just put things out that are going to be reminders for you to be successful, like the foam roller, like your supplements, or your reminders to drink water. And these little things that seem so trivial and so stupid, but those things help change your surroundings and they set like little reminders off in your brain for you to just integrate these little health things into your life. I, I know it sounds dumb, but by me just doing that in my own life, it has helped me mm-hmm. tenfold. And I know it can do the same for a lot of you guys. And really just think of your new system as an experiment. So the only way to know for sure whether your new system will work is you got to try it out. So give it seven days, see what happens after the seven days, reassess, and then figure out what's working, what's not working, you know, ask by asking yourself, is this working for me? And then it can help you determine if you need to make any adjustments. And then if it worked great, keep it up. If it didn't, then you can learn from that, make a few changes, test it again. Um, besides helping you get back on track and be more consistent, the structure of really having the familiar familiarity of familiarity, a ru- <laughs> familiarity of a routine can help you feel more grounded. So um, this weird, scary, unprecedented time is just eventually will come to an end. But we, when? But we just when? have to keep reminding ourselves it will end at some point. And when it does, your new practice of building, testing these systems will help transition you back to work and other normals much more smoothly. So I think the biggest advice is start now. Like quit wasting time. Set yourself up for success, and it will continue to get easier as. Um, everything gets better. (laughs) Well, I think if you can have, obviously, a partner in a support system, it's going to make all the difference in the world for a lot of you guys. And I'm not saying you and your partner have to do the same thing, but they, again, like how I, if I bring certain things home, I'll hide them from Heather so she doesn't see them and dig into them. Like, it's little stuff like that, which seems so basic. But having your partner support you, like, hey, they can watch the kids while you go work out and vice versa. And, hey, this is how we're going to eat at the house. And so this is something that drags me down. Please don't bring it home for me. Having these conversations, like, in your home is crucial. Like, because everybody has a system or everybody has a process. And and they're going to be similar for you to be successful, but they're also going to be uniquely different. Where, like, if I know, like, she loves chocolate, I'm not going to bring home, like, Reese's peanut butter cups and leave them lay all over the countertop. Like, that's an asshole But for the record, I always have dark chocolate, but, like, high quality, 85% organic chocolate always in the freeze freezer but that's like my treat um and I don't overeat on it because it's not like amazing but yeah if you have if you bring home Reese's that's like the real the real real stuff that's like I want to eat all of it right now so like you're doing that for your partner to help them or if your partner's trying to drink less and you both drink consistently like don't bring drinks home or don't you know do it openly in front of them if they're trying to do something like work out some kind of agreement where you're all on the same page because like again rising tides raise all ships dude like it's really tough to do this even if you're in an environment where you can control everything but if you're with you know kids and a spouse that's doing things that are trying to drag you down it gets 10 times harder yeah so as you guys are kind of looking through all this the, the things i would say before you go in terms of building a new system and having a new process really just measuring out the times of when you're going to do certain things and just taking it slow, focusing on, you know, eating real food, taking care of your body, listening to it, and just knowing you have to make these things priorities in your life. And they're, they're little steps to get back on track. And again, the quicker you can do it, the better off you're going to be. Because otherwise, another month is going to go by, another two months, another three months. 
and you're just going to find yourself further from the routine that, that once brought you success, and you're going to be even further down the rabbit hole of, you know, being overweight and unhealthy and, and less mobile. And I wish as we got older, all of this stuff got easier, but I can speak from experience. The older I get, um, it does not get easier for sure. It gets harder. You can get away with less shit oh, yeah, that you sure. eat and drink. Um, <laughs> the mid thirties are just. You can't. I'm sure it's. And as you it just get continues to get each decade harder and harder, obviously, but. But I will say that the people I see here that have really ad- adapted to it, and again, we have a structure here. The people that come here again at any time, it really doesn't matter. But the ones who are here early, they tend to do the best. Like they're here at five o'clock, they're at six o'clock, or they're, if they're always here at 6 p.m., whatever it may be, the ones that stick to that heart and soul, that routine, their daily schedule is, is unbroken. They tend to do better than the people who sporadically show up, obviously. But those, these, some of these people are 50, 52, 53, 55, and beyond, and they're in the best shape they've ever been in. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if your hair falls out and your skin gets wrinkly, I can't help you with that. That's just life. I go, but they're the most mobile, they're their strongest, and they have the best endurance they've ever had. Now, they might not recover as quickly as they did at 24, that's just being older, but they are their fittest. And because they've literally planned and they've scheduled things out and they're surrounded by people who are holding them accountable and who want them to be here. So that's why I say if you can have the conversation with your, you know, as a family, if that's with your kids or with your husband and your wife, just say, hey, here's what I'm trying to do. And if you want to do it, great. If not... You don't have to do the exact same stuff as me, but you can't be another roadblock in my way, which I, I know a lot of people do sometimes struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you need to refer to this article, it's on their, um, they have it on their Instagram or you can just go to their website and search for it. But it really does have some great questions to form your new system and how to do that if you um, are listening and, and want to actually look at it. Um, on the website so yeah and I'll put um, a lot of this in the show notes for you guys obviously as we go through it but again my biggest thing is just just having a schedule and a structure routine and I know it's not ideal right now but you got to look back on the things that you did before if you were riding high and uh, and you find yourself kind of off track a little bit obviously I'm biased but I do think you know getting in a program and being in a community of people makes all the difference in the world. I'm not saying I wouldn't have got up this morning and worked out, but the workout we did today in our advanced Sunday Metcon didn't take super long, but I wouldn't have done it at the same clip and the same pace if I didn't have all these people here with us. Like doing the Versa Climber, sandbag runs, assault bike, thrusters, like all these things are terrible and they're awful. And I got them all done before nine o'clock in the morning. And we did it and we could bullshit and we could have fun. I'm like, I, do, I am a fan of community. And so when you do feel comfortable going back to a gym or getting with the coach or joining an online uh, program, I do think that's going to help you guys at least have some structure that's going to be hard to veer away from. And the community uh, and the support of other people who are like-minded. I can't say enough about that. I harp it on um, almost every podcast we talk about. It's just, hey, if you can be around other people who are eating right, and other people who are working hard and care about health and fitness and are just nice, positive human beings, it's going to make your life that much better. So, Do you have any other questions from Instagram that you need to answer? Or? There's actually a lot of questions. We could uh, always do another Q&A one. Instagram. Let me pull. I actually pulled up this. Well, I posted the weather today in Scottsdale and in Minneapolis. Oh, I saw that. I don't know how you guys live there ever. Like negative 17, I would die. Negative 17 is not uh, 
Well, somebody posted like it could be worse because they were posting like the all-time coldest days. It was like negative 60 or negative 50. Seemed pretty, uh, seemed pretty terrible. Um, let me see if any of these questions here really quick. These are a lot. I'll go over these later. This person asked for book recommendations. Do you have any book recommendations, Heather? Book recommendations. I actually need <laughs> need some. Um, I feel like I've just been listening to podcasts recently. So, but Think Like a Monk is one that I really liked this year. Atomic Habits is always a good one. Untamed, I read this year. Um, if you're a female, all Rachel Hollis's books are great. Um, There's a lot of Jen questions. Sincero's You Are a Bad Badass. Um, the most recent one I read was the You Are a Badass Every Day, but she has, I think she has three books now. It's like a money one too. Mm-hmm. Four, um, maybe four. Um, any Brene Brown are really great. What else? I'm it, looking at my. Oh yeah, my if you guys. Books. This is the last thing. I'll, I'll let you guys go. There's so many questions on there. Some of them are weird, um, but I'll get to them in a different episode. I think Tribes by Seth Godin is a great book. Uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear is a good book. I said that one. No, oh, if you're talking uh, just basic uh, finance stuff, The Total Money Makeover, Dan Ramsey, super old school, easy. Um, if you want, it starts with food. It's actually an interesting book. The Obstacle is the Way. Ryan Holland is a good book. I like that as well. People by You uh, by Jeb Blunt. I like that as well. If you're an entrepreneur and you're somebody who wants to start their own business and uh, be their own boss, I think The E Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. There's a ton of ebooks, but uh, The E Myth is a great one. It'll talk you through like how to be the owner, the technician. Um, and like the manager, like of a business, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about just personal development stuff, you know, take the stairs. Rory Vaden is good, and the compound effect by Darren Hardy is also a good book as well. Going back to Dave Ramsey, if you have kids, um, even though we don't have kids, this is really helpful to read. Uh, I read the Smart Money Smart Kids Raising the Next Generation to Win with Money, and that's with his daughter, Dave Ramsey's daughter Rachel Cruz, um, who also has her own book too, and I really like her content and she has a podcast and it's Rachel Cruz and her other book is uh, love your life not theirs seven money habits for living the life you want I think she hasn't they have another new book too that's come out but so those are great ones for finance and um, lifestyle and then the last two really quick uh, extreme ownership which I've talked about before Jocko and Leif and then The Undefeated Mind, which is Alex Lickerman, which I do really like that book a lot. It, they dig into uh, some religious stuff too, like Nietzsche and Buddhism and different things, but essentially just talking about their mindset and how they are kind of badasses uh, mentally, which none of these people are paying us, so these are all just honest yeah, honest advices. They're all good books. I, I do so many on Audible is what I do, and that works for me. But uh, there's a ton of questions on IG, but I'll get to them later. So uh, again, hopefully... Uh, if you guys have found yourself, you know, in a weird space, uh, during this year and you finding your health and fitness routine is kind of broken or discombobulated, whether it's this episode or multiple ones we've done around this, um, can kind of help you make a healthy lifestyle, uh, become possible again, if you found yourself veering off the track, um, we're happy to touch on more things like this. And again, I understand this time has been stressful and, uh, people feel overwhelmed and depressed and, 
you got 19 different things going on, but I can promise you if you can just make the food you eat uh, be part of your priorities and make physical activity be part of it and proper supplementation like with your greens and your vitamin D and these important things, you're going to be so much better off for it. I just I don't want people to be listening to this and then obviously snap out of it two years later when you know the world's back to normal or, or whatever it is, if it's 14 months or who knows what the hell. Like We're getting there sooner than yeah. later. But you wake up and like, wow, okay, now – I'm going to get my life back. And like you punted two years Mm -hmm. where you could have been, you know, in a training camp instead of, you know, serving a prison sentence. And just know you're not alone. And it's been very hard on us. And it's been a struggle, daily struggle to just keep moving on and moving forward and focus on what you control and let go of what you can. And it's challenging. It's so challenging, but it's better to do that and keep making progress than, yeah, living life with regret and depression and uh, just wasting time. So Yeah, and I say this all the time. Like, you're going to have the same problems no matter what. Um, the economy, politics, the world, viruses, whatever. That shit's going to keep happening forever. I- until we leave this earth, that's going to keep rolling your way. And you can't control a lot of that stuff. But you're going to have those same problems whether you're 150 pounds overweight or whether you're in shape and healthy. And I think speaking from personal experience, life is a hell of a lot easier to handle when you feel good and you're moving good and you like the way that your body feels and the way that it looks and how it's handling. And I think it just makes life easier, even though it's tougher to do up front. It takes a certain amount of sacrifice and dedication and energy to be a healthy person when the other stuff life is going to throw at you anyway comes, it's a whole hell of a lot easier to deal with, especially if you're in a body that's fit and healthy and you have health and fitness as your anchor of your life because it's one thing you can control. You can't control all that other shit, but you can control what you eat. You can control what you drink. You can control when you go to sleep and when you wake up and how much you can exercise. Those are things that are in your control. It's not easy. I'm not downplaying it's any mindset. of this shit, but you can do it. And take take solace in that, knowing that you are in control of that because of so many other things you're not. And if you've learned anything from 2020, it was that you're not in control of a lot of shit that's going to come your way. But how you react to it and what you do in terms of your body, that you can own. And that's where the magic can happen. So hopefully that helps some of you guys. Again, reminder, um, the podcast is brought to you by my homies over at JLab Pro. Uh, The site is jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com. If you guys want to check out the collagen complex, we have a discount code for 40% off. But obviously, we take their turmeric, the protein powder, and the curl oil as well. So I'm happy to send you guys discount codes on anything we get from them. Uh, what else? Oh, Ramosin, we do have a free smoothie guide that's in my link in yeah. my Instagram bio if you guys want that right now as well. And if you like this podcast and this episode, definitely drop us um, a review and rate us. We love to hear your feedback. Yeah, don't be a lazy ass. Give it a five star <laughs> and some comments and share it with some friends. And also, uh, thanks to my homies at Athletic Greens. Again, if you guys want to try Athletic Greens, we can hook you up with a year supply of free vitamin D3 and K2, which you know is super important to your life, as well as five free travel packs with your first order. And if you're really on the fence 
about Athletic Greens and you're not sure, shoot me a DM, fill out the contact page on the site, send us an email. We will mail a pack right to your front door. You can try it and then get hooked up with all the free stuff. But if you ever want to check it out, the site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. And you can always get the five fruit packs and the free year supply of vitamin D. You're getting a year free of vitamin D just for trying greens, which you should already be doing because it's good and it's healthy for your life. Yes. Vitamin D3 plus K2. So um, thank you, Heather. Thank you. Um, and we will be back probably later in the week. Got We're going to do stuff. a Valentine's Day couples podcast. We got to get that figured out later this week. We're going to come back and do it on the 14th? No, I'm saying before, like Saturday maybe or Friday, we could do one. Schedule's getting tight. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, other than that, yeah, I got a new project coming out later or early March. So after our 47 days is done, our next program is called the 30 for 30 Challenge. It's 30 days, 30 minutes of activity every single day. Um, it'll rip your face off. We'll talk about that as it gets closer, but that is the next thing on the online docket for you guys. But yes, we will do at least one or two podcasts next week. And then I'll be back on a more normal schedule, probably doing at least two or three per week every week moving forward for the next uh, probably month, month and a half here. So. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Um, And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.